Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Shelton. Today on the show, we have Karen Starnes. She is the CMO at Ojo Labs. And this conversation is cool. We spent some time talking about, you know, what Ojo Labs is doing, how they're actually impacting consumers and customers in the real estate space. Also, we talk about what Karen, you know, learned from her experience at big companies such as Amazon and how she's brought that experience and way of thinking into her role, you know, as the CMO at Ojo Labs. I enjoyed this conversation from start to finish. I think anybody who's aspiring to be a CMO or just sit at the, you know, executive table or as a founder could really benefit from listening to this. So I enjoyed it. I think you will as well. But before we get into that, the show is brought to you by our team here at Cave Social. We're a marketing agency. We help companies grow. So if you're feeling stuck, you need some help with your company or your brand, head over to cavesocial.com, hit that contact us. We'd love to help you out. All right, let's get into this episode. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Shelton. Today on the show, we are welcoming Karen Tharns, the CMO at Ojo. Karen, how you doing? Hey, good, Jordan. Thanks for having me. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you for coming on. And listeners, before we get into it, I have to give Karen a public shout out for being extremely flexible with scheduling this interview as I had to move it twice. So big public thank you to that because I know how painful that can be. No worries at all. (laughs) Cool. Well, I'm excited and I'm not going to spill too much about what Ojo does because I want the listeners to hear it directly from you. But before we get into Ojo, walk me through your career journey and how'd you fall into the crazy world of marketing? All right, let's do it. So let me kind of start with now and then we'll, we'll move back in time. I've been CMO of Ojo Labs since July of 2019, which is kind of crazy. My sense of time is completely off. It's like fast, faster, and then excruciatingly slow right now. If you back up, I'm actually one of the few senior marketers that I know that actually studied marketing in college. I graduated from the University of Texas at Austin in 1989 when marketing was really different. And I'm really excited that I was able to go back in the fall as a lecturer in the Master of Science in Marketing program. So really closing that circle and being able to kind of give back as a marketer. If I look at my career trajectory, the things that I would say is like, I'm a brand marketer. I'm a tech marketer. I love the pace and the change and the agility that's needed to do that. If I were to steal from engineering language, I would say I'm a full stack marketer. I've done B2C, I've done B2B. I love them both. I'm doing them both right now. Working across brand, the best jobs always include brand. Advertising, things like product marketing, research and insights, PR, in-house creative teams, as well as just kind of your traditional performance marketing or customer acquisition. I've worked at Microsoft. I was there for 13 years. Didn't intend to be a lifer, but that was a really good chapter of my career. Two stints at Amazon as well as Pearson before before I joined Ojo Labs. If I talk um, just a little bit about the Microsoft experience, because it was such a big part of me kind of growing as a marketer and a leader. I joined in 2001 through the acquisition of Great Plains Software. So I actually moved from Houston, Texas to take a job in Fargo, North Dakota to join a mid-market company that then got gobbled up by Microsoft. So that's kind of what brought me to the Pacific Northwest, which is where I live some of the time right now. I feel like I grew up at, at Microsoft. I was on the brand team and ended up leading the global brand portfolio 
I would say is my best job there. I headed up global advertising and then kind of wrapped that up leading Bing consumer marketing. So back in the day when Bing was trying to go head to head to unseat Google, we did a lot of fun stuff then. After 13 years, it was kind of like, okay, there are other great things to do at Microsoft, but there's also just kind of the pull to be like, okay, what can I, you know, what's going on in the world? What can I do out there? And so I left to join Amazon, which even though it's just across town, is a really big transition. And, you know, Amazonians kind of felt like, can people at Microsoft do real work? And the answer was yes, but there was a bit of work to do to kind of prove like, yeah, I'm ready to get my hands dirty and work in a different kind of company. So I joined to build the media strategy and consumer advertising muscle in my first stint and really dove into looking at things like Prime advertising, Fire TV. I was there when we launched the Fire Phone and had a great time doing that, but ended up getting lured away to Pearson, which you may have heard of. Pearson's in the education sector. Shifted to basically take on a global role and travel around the world for about two and a half years, mostly jumping between London, New York, and Seattle. And I headed up global marketing in that role. I ended up returning to Amazon and the role that I was in just before I joined Ojo, I had the opportunity to work across the portfolio of smart home devices. So Echo, Alexa, Kindle, Fire TV, Ring, all the really good stuff in their, in their portfolio. So I, I kind of had the opportunity to work on brand, build an in-house creative team, work on research, and help drive that whole portfolio really that has kind of Alexa at the center of things. And we could probably, Jordan, spend our entire time together talking about Amazon and how Amazon, for me, was a masterclass really in business and leadership. I'll probably leave it by just saying that I learned more there, you know, kind of my, my two tours of duty than any place that I had worked up until now. And now I'm able to kind of take all of that kind of history, all of that tech marketing, all of that, you know, kind of business frameworks and mechanisms and bring to bear as a member of Ojo's executive team. And, and so I've already begun to bring a sampler of those ideas to the table. From a marketing perspective, the road up until now really has ensured that I'm anchoring my work and my team's efforts on consumer wants and helping anticipate their needs. The thing that really fires me up is being able to tap into those deeper motivations and the emotional territory that can be such a huge unlock. Right now, I've got a really small, scrappy team. I joined Ojo as the third person in marketing, which feels really early to bring on a, a CMO. Uh, right now we're a team of eight and growing. And, you know, I, I'm thinking about kind of marketing with a capital M. You know, we're doing brand, insights, product marketing, PR, storytelling, in-house creative, and really looking very much as like how marketing can be a growth driver for the company. Very cool. It's interesting. The first thing I, you know, that jumps out to me is you had a, you know, a good chunk of your career, Microsoft, Amazon, two very well-known companies, well-oiled machines, you know, in comparison to a lot of startups, which are in move fast, break things mode, just due to the nature that, you know, Microsoft and Amazon broke those things 20, 20 years ago. <laughs> but what are some of the things that from either a mindset standpoint, marketing strategy, philosophy, whatever it may be that you took from those times at the the corporate companies and brought them over and said, okay, we're going to insert this thinking into the startup and take that big, big business playbook and kind of, you know, 
run some of these plays here at Ojo. Was there anything that jumps out? Yeah, there are a couple, Jordan. The first thing I would say from Microsoft, it's looking at kind of the value of a strong brand, right? So brand being able to create pull, help people navigate, instill trust off the bat. And so when I kind of say I'm a brand marketer, so much of that came from really understanding what that meant at Microsoft and how you can carry that forward. And that doesn't mean that, you know, it's a huge ad spend, but it's making sure that you're developing a relationship with consumers where that brand has value and brings value to the organization. I'd say there's a ton of stuff from Amazon. And, and even though right, you're right that the, you know, the company has been around for a really long time, the devices group in particular was more of a scrappy startup. And so the idea of like test and learn, have hypotheses, you know, talk about why not to do things. I think there's a lot of just really great hygiene that happens in the business where you can show up in a marketing role as a business person and be so much more effective in the role that you have. And, and, you know, I bring that to work every day. I love it. And then, you know, we talked a little bit there, you mentioned brand and the power of it. And obviously, when you move over to a startup, and people haven't heard of you. So now that you have that challenge, how do you approach PR earned media? Is it traditional methods? Are you doing creative things? Like, how have you said, okay, because we've got to establish ourselves? like, what paths have you taken to do that from a PR standpoint? There are a couple things. One is being such a small team is like, how do you find a great partner? And so like my number one investment in 2019 when I started was I need a PR partner and I want someone that's done this before. I think finding people that are kind of great at what they do that have done it, you know, dozens of times is really important. So we've partnered with a group called Launch Squad that has just really been amazing. And I don't have a head of PR, so I'm very hands-on with that group. That, um, And I think it, I think that's really valuable because we're crafting the company narrative together and also looking for what are those opportunities for us to go out and establish thought leadership with our CEO, for example, or find both, we're in the real estate industry, right? Avenues to speak and present and be part of the real estate conversation, but also being a fast moving tech company in Austin, Texas has also, you know, garnered us a lot of interest. I'm super excited to share just today, Inc. has this new best in business list. And so we got a gold medal in real estate on that and excited to see that earned media. A couple weeks ago, we were top in Texas and ranked number 29 in Deloitte's technology fast 500. And so there's a lot of things that doesn't necessarily help from a consumer perspective, but it's like, how are we building our profile within the industry where we can start to respond to inquiries, right? It's not all push. It's very similar to how I think of brand, right? It's you've got to lay the groundwork and then people start coming to you. And so after just about a year, that's really paying off. And we're seeing kind of the flywheel of, of earned media and interest in what we're doing from a business perspective starting to pay off. And because we're taking a different approach and really looking at kind of home buying and selling from an end-to-end -end perspective, kind of the interest is really built in and it's up to us to tell a great story. And something I want to pull out from that, right, where if you get a nice PR mention in a tech crunch or something like that, although that might not drive customers to the real estate, you know, 
solution itself, it's amazing for things like recruiting. Um, and, and that is, I think, segmenting for listeners to think about that you need to segment your PR strategy based on goals that you have, right? Where is recruiting in the mix? Where is our, depending on your business, real estate has a lot of facets with agents as partners and consumers on the end. And you have to look at how do you handle messaging to all of those? And then That's obviously right. with the tech company, you have to also, how do we get great engineers and how do we get great marketers and how do we get great people in here who want to build this? So I just wanted to pull that out for listeners who are thinking maybe like about That's PR. great. I couldn't have said it better. The employer brand angle is huge, right? Tech is competitive. Austin is a really competitive market. And, you know, these start to add up to say like, hey, they're the real deal. And then, you know, you know, real estate and you mentioned agents, we're building an agent network. And so again, just looking at all of the options and opportunities people have out there to partner, you know, these are kind of further evidence and reasons to believe we're a great company, we've got great momentum, and we're going to be good to partner with. And, and let's get into that. Let's get into the company a little bit. You know, talk to me, what is the elevator pitch for Ojo? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the, you know, the simplest way to start whether you've bought or sold a home is that our aim, it really is to transform the way that consumers buy and sell homes. And that we're not looking, you know, we don't come out and say, hey, we're disruptors, or we're kind of against the industry, we're actually looking at, you know, how do we leverage a really unique combination of kind of AI and machine learning, and human intelligence, right? The experts and the people that come together to really deeply deliver a kind of experience that people need. If you think about home buying, right? It's one of life's biggest decisions. It's a wealth building opportunity. And for those of us spending so much time at home right now, right? We know it's a, a haven. It's a place of safety. And we're not looking to say like, hey, this is, you know, one click buy a home and it's all about tech. It's like, how do you bring the best of technology and experts to people who are making a huge life decision? I want to jump in there and give some context to listeners who are outside of real estate. Okay, listeners, you probably go and look for homes right now on, you type for homes for sale and you go to one of the very popular websites. However, those websites have actually really ruffled the feathers of the real estate agents who, and the real estate agents control the feed with all the listings. So there's a lot of tension there. So I'm glad you brought that up of like, you don't, you're not coming in to just you really want to help solve the problems and use that human expertise to do that because that is so, so important when you look to build things like an agent network, right? And that, hey, we're here. We're here to help your business and we're here to help it grow. Yeah. We're helping consumers get ready because so many people who are starting to look, right? Who doesn't love looking at real estate? You're not ready to buy. You're not ready to talk to an agent. You're not ready to go on a virtual or kind of physical home tour yet there's progress that can be made. There are things you can learn about yourself and there are things you can do to get ready to make a purchase. 100%. And I, Google put out the statistic where a consumer is 60% sold by the time they ever contact a business. And it's like, oh yeah, of course, right? People are going through and getting ready to buy a home. They're going, they're thinking about what do I need to do to save up? What can I afford? What area do I want to live in? What's important to me? You know, we talked a little bit before off air about understanding consumer motivation at a deep level. And I think real estate is the prime example because I tell realtors, I tell brokerages all the time, like the structure really doesn't matter. It's what takes place inside that structure. It's how close it is to 
the memories that are going to be made there, how close it is to the school, what your neighbors are like, yeah. like all of that stuff is the, the deep motivation. And when we take that thinking and apply it to any business of like, what truly do our customers want from our product and how does it help them live a better life? Yeah. I think we're in a better position to communicate. 100% agree. And I think the important thing for marketers to think about is that we need to be agile, We need, but we need to think about kind of consistency paired with context. And so the context is changing for people right now. And we need to be adaptable to that. And we also need to be humble to say like, hey, our playbook of last year may not work now. And there's no one way to, to get the consumer outcome. And I think that businesses that are focusing kind of on the now, what you can do now to better serve the audience are really going to be much more successful when we come out of this or get to whatsoever, whatever's next. And, you know, specific to like what my team is doing, you know, we're thinking about like, okay, how are functional needs changing? What is that emotional? I talked about Haven, right? What's that emotional part of home that may be more deeply felt right now? But what are the other things like financial concerns that could be heightened? And so we're kind of saying like, hey, we need to be aware of the context. People's outcome, I need a home, I want a good school district or whatever their priorities are. Those kind of highest level ones may not be changing, but the trade-offs and the thought process they're having kind of within that are. And so as marketers, to understand that and to really be able to kind of tap into that, that deeper emotion is going to help us be more successful than just kind of running our own playbook regardless. Yeah, it's thinking of new things, right? Like in real estate, for instance, okay, Dog shelters are out of dogs right now, right? Everyone in apartments got dogs. What are they going to need for that dog in about a year and a half? Yeah, a yard. They want a, they want a yard. <laughs> they want a yard. And yeah. to, to start thinking about that and go, oh, okay. You know, the lights start to connect. At least I remember I, a realtor actually told me that. And I was like, oh, ding, ding, ding. Of course. And I catch myself looking for that stuff, you know, outside of the city. So Thinking about where your customer's at and, and where they're at in the journey and how you can help them is just so, so, so important and what their motivations are and how you can really help be the supporting actor in their starring role. I think it's just- 100%, right? They're the hero of their story, right? We're not the hero. And when you think about people's journeys, whatever, you know, whatever the journey is, home buying is a pretty long and complicated one. It's like, okay, how do you figure out how to meet people where they are? We've made a couple of acquisitions over the summer, which is a whole nother kind of crazy chapter in, in what's going on in our business. But one is helping people kind of save for a home. So we've acquired a small company out of Chicago called Diggs. And the really cool thing there is, right, if people are starting to think about like, how do I start saving for a down payment? What does that look like, right? A tool for that. We acquired a, a real estate search portal called Mavoto, which helps people just kind of explore, right? So much of what we do today and anything we're acquiring starts with a search, whether that's on Google or on Amazon or, you know, Mavoto, for example. And, and we're just trying to meet as many people as we are, but then really understand their context so that that next step with them is appropriate to, you know, their readiness, their interest, and and really where kind of where their heart and minds are. I love it. Well, Karen, before I let you go, let people know where they can, one, learn more about Ojo, and then two, connect with you online. Awesome. I love that. I'm a huge fan of LinkedIn. 
I do a little bit of writing out there. I'm out there talking about my company. I'm letting people know that I'm hiring because, because I am. So I would say that's probably the best place to kind of see what I'm up to. Let's make sure that we do that one for sure. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, I will put your LinkedIn in the uh, in the show notes along with a link to Ojo. Ojo.com, Movoto.com. Oh, yeah. And guys, if you want to see a masterclass in content marketing, go check out Movoto.com. It's fantastic. All right, Karen, thank you so much again for coming on. I appreciate it. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you. All righty, everybody. That's it for this episode. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Shelton, and I will catch you next time. Oh.